Hello, everyone. Talk of the Town is up and running in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano, and this is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk. And I, I think we all know what we're going to be discussing today, a story that has uh, very much been the proverbial gut punch uh, to our area. We will discuss uh, the Lily Peters tragedy here. And in fact, if you're, you're watching on Facebook and you're watching the live feed on Facebook, you're noticing we're in a, in a different locale than we usually are. That is because our day has been thrown out of whack. Uh, a very small, very insignificant part of the whole tragedy. But uh, it, it's interesting how everything is connected to one another. We had a number of clients today that we had to juggle around our schedules because of the, uh, well, what appears to be a homicide in Chippewa Falls. Uh, for instance, we were scheduled to be with our friends at the Boys and Girls Club today and record their latest episode of the Empower Hour. Oddly enough, that was going to be scheduled to be in Chippewa Falls uh, today. That has been postponed until next week. And then also, our friend Heather with Embark, who hosts the Dose of Dog podcast, we were scheduled to record with her today. That recording kept getting pushed and delayed today, and we've ultimately postponed that recording today. And that is because she spent this morning, usually when we're recording with her, she spent this morning at Lily Peters's elementary school in Chippewa Falls with uh, support dogs, with emotional support dogs. So emotional support animals were called into uh, the Chippewa Falls School District. And, and our own Heather was not just up there. She was actually in Lily Peters's classroom. A uh, very surreal moment uh, for her. So our schedule kind of thrown out of whack, and hence the reason we're at sort of our uh, secondary location to record the podcast, and uh, you're not even getting the, 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 the best audio, and you don't have the fun stuff behind me as far as the, uh, the video goes. But as I said, a very small, insignificant part of what has gone on. And, and the connection that I've had and our business has had through other businesses and whatnot, I think is an example of how this story has had its tentacles to an awful number of you. Uh, there, not everybody, and there's still a vast majority of people in this area that do not have a direct affiliation, but I bet an awful lot of you do, and an awful lot of you have an indirect association one way or another, and that, as we'll discuss in a moment, I think is a big reason why this has been a story that has, as I said before, become a gut punch for our area. Uh, the Lily Peters tragedy, I think that's the best way of putting it right now. It is what I like to call a cannonball story, just like when somebody jumps into a pool doing a cannonball, it's hard to ignore it. It jumps right to the front. It disrupts everything else that's going on. You cannot ignore the story. And it also feels awkward to transition and talk about something else. Everything else seems insignificant. Everything else, even if it's very important, everything else sort of 
becomes bland, no matter how serious or important it is. For instance, the, the Eau Claire City Council is getting together this week and there's stuff going on there, but none of that seems important because of the story that we have out of Chippewa Falls. It's like if someone has an open gash on their face. You can't ignore it. You have to talk about it. It's an A1 story, as I would like to say. And I think our local news outlets have treated it properly so in the coverage they've had. Though I did want to pull this out. Um, I give a lot of thumbs up to the Leader Telegram, but I did want to point one thing out here. So the Leader Telegram on Tuesday, if you're watching on Facebook, I'm showing it here. They have uh, the top has the story. The top of the front page has the story uh, on the Lily Peters uh, investigation, what's going on there. And that is the, the what's called the top of the fold. It's an old newspaper trick uh, when people would go and buy newspapers. Uh, what, what would be the thing you would see on the counter? It would be the top of the fold. But the reality of it is that the top of the fold is no, it's still important to put something at the top of the fold. But what I'm surprised with is their main story on the front page isn't even the Sonnentag Center, which we'll talk about in a moment. It's you know, a, a story of, of, of individuals in the community living with the disease aphasia, which is a very serious disease and should not be underplayed. The only reason I bring this up, because I do want to give both TV stations, I've done a, I think, have done an outstanding job. The Leader Telegram, for the most part, has been very good in our area news-wise. But I think uh, this showed a bit of their hole here because I bet what they did, as I pull the paper out again, is that they were going to have this story on uh, the individuals with aphasia. They were going to have this story, and then the top of the fold was going to be a story on the Sonnentag Center. And they had that planned for days, I bet. And when everything had to pivot on Monday, they really weren't prepared to totally pivot. So I think a swing and a miss by the leader telegram. But that, again, a small part of what uh, has been going on uh, with this. Uh, this is one of those remember where moments. I really do think that this is this is one of those stories uh, that will be one of those remember where moments uh, in our area. Uh, I remember uh, on Monday morning, I actually heard the Amber Alert come by. I think it was about eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, our two kids were getting ready to go to school. It popped on the television. Uh, that's actually where I heard it. I was I was actually doing some work and I heard it pop on the television. But let's be frank. You hear the Amber Alert or the silver alerts when they pop out, and it kind of washes over you. But there was one little difference there. I remember my kids saw, saw and I could hear them. They were, they were reading it on the screen, and it kind of caught their attention. They're 10 and 8. So I remember that. And then later in the morning, I went to the office. I was going to the office, and it was about uh, maybe about 11, 11.30 in the morning. And I had just gotten done speaking to a to a client about something, and I come out of my office, and uh, some people in the office were discussing it, and they were talking about uh, things that were being said on social media. A couple of them uh, are tied into uh, the, the the Chippewa Falls community. They were talking about things that had been said over the police scanner, 
in Chippewa Falls. So you knew you, you knew this story was about to really break. And I remember where I was. Now, obviously with this, not much is known. At the time of this recording, which is Tuesday afternoon, we really haven't had much advancement in the story, except that we know that there is a strong confidence that it was a homicide. That is what we know from the Chippewa Falls Police Department. There is a strong confidence it was a homicide. At first, and again, this isn't conjecture by me, when I first heard the story and I first heard they'd found the bike, the, the immediate thought you had was, oh, maybe she slipped and and fell in the water or, or something horrible like that. But then that's when my various people in my office started talking about uh, what was being said on the police scanner. The fact that there is no suspect in custody, that is a hard thing for us, I think, just as a society to to take in because you want your immediate pound of flesh. Literally, you want that pound of flesh and there's no suspect in custody. For some, that raises levels of fear. For others, it just raises levels of frustration and, and, and in a lot of ways, an emptiness adds more sadness, probably a combination of all of those. It also leads to a lot of conjecture and rumor on social media. You're starting to see more people play amateur detective. And you know this isn't a 1980s episode of Murder, She Wrote, where you immediately know who did it by... <laughs> if, you, if you watch the opening credits and see who's guest starring in that episode, they're the one who did it. This is real life. Sometimes it doesn't happen uh, as quickly as you want. Uh, I will say this. I want to point this out, by the way, because uh, everybody likes to write on social media and you're getting stuff on uh, QOW. Gets a, they, they tend not to edit as much uh, as EAU does. I think EAU, by the way, does a little too much editing on their social media pages, uh, but that's another story for another day. Uh, for a lot of you writing on social media and, and, and commenting on the stories, it, it is just a way of you're trying to it's comprehend your own emotions. But if it's anything other than expressing sadness, expressing support, sit this one out, sit it out. All right. This isn't the time to question parenting. This isn't time to question the police department. This isn't time to question what the school district is doing. This isn't time to question anything. Sit this one out. Just, just, just sit it out. All right. So why does this story captivate us as much as it is? We got to remember this. There was an awful lot of tragedies that occurred on Monday and Sunday night. And there's a number of people that are experiencing their own emotions. There are you, know, you have to remember this. This wasn't the only bad thing that happened even in our area yesterday. A lot of things happened within families. A lot of things happened within small micro communities. There's always surprising heart attacks. There's surprising strokes out of nowhere. There's any number of things that could happen. And I'm always quick to point this out and remind people of this, that 
Yeah, I, I think a great point, a great example is, uh, you know, my wife, you know, 9-11 is a day that sits with me. I was in college and all of that. And, and remember the weeks and months after that. So my wife, she's got really no emotion around 9-11 because her and her family were dealing with their own trauma at the time. Her mother was uh, ultimately uh, very, very ill, uh, battling cancer at that time. So 9-11 doesn't have much emotion in, you know, that, that means almost nothing to her. And there's a lot of people in the area that this story isn't going to mean anything to them just because they've got something else going on that they've had. So why does this story captivate our area? Well, obviously it's a child. And we don't have many homicides here, period. You do not have many homicides here, period. So you couple it with it being a homicide and it being a child. That's why it captivates our area. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There is a randomness to this. There is a randomness to what occurred, which rattles our sense of safety. Even if the crime itself turns out not to be random, now let's let's say they, they they get a motive and it was it was a planned out thing, whatever whatever sick reason there is, even if it was not random and that she was just in the wrong place at the, at the wrong time, there is still a sense of chance that went awry. Think of all of the people, think of all of the kids, even that go to and from spots in our area, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years of age. We're encouraging kids to get out and, and, and move about on their own. You want to give kids a sense of, of independence. You have to give kids a sense of independence. There's a sense of chance that went awry here. She was just going five blocks. There is a sense of, that could have been my kid. That plays, I think, to any number of people. Whether you have kids like we do that are that are that age, or you've you had kids that were that age and they've grown up, or you've got younger kids who you know are going to be that age soon. Ten years old to be out on their own, that short of a distance, familiar area, not uncommon. Not uncommon. If anything, you'd encourage that more for parents. Like kids. Explore on their own a little bit. I have not seen a lot of people chastise the parents on that. And that's 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 a good call. I would not chastise the parents for letting Lily go to and from an, a family member's home five blocks away. In fact, I'm sure that's this well, well we may find haven't heard this officially, but I bet this wasn't the first time that she's done this. And that's good, a sense of independence for a kid. We're letting our son walk to and from baseball practices now, which is about five blocks from our house. There is national media attention for this. That's another thing that sort of rattles you. This is, this is, this is one of those stories. It's a story that doesn't happen here you always just see it having occurred somewheres else. Well, now we are that somewheres else. There is national media attention. 
were referred to as a, a small community, a hundred miles to the east of the Twin Cities. Think of all those times you've watched the national news and they've said, you know, there's been some tragedy and it's X miles away from a more of a recognizable metropolitan area. We've now become that, which is, which is again, hard to take. I've seen, uh, what was it, the, the London Sun in England's picked it up. They had it. Uh, I think ABC News has it. I haven't seen anything on NBC News, but I think ABC News has had it. Uh, I think uh, the cable news channels have picked it up uh, as well. Don't be surprised if you maybe see one of these outlets get boots on the ground here. We'll see if uh, this story really explodes in, in that way. But it is a story that is uh, gaining legs beyond this area. I do love the decision in Chippewa Falls to have more police around the schools, uh, encouraging families to walk with their kids or drop them off at the school uh, for at least the next few days. The likelihood of another tragedy is low, but it's not out of the question. This is more than likely a one and done, but we don't know. And I think a lot of kids will just want that added sense of security. It gives a sense of safety, having more police presence, doing these things a little differently. Now it overrides, I think that overrides the natural sense that something is wrong. Yeah, doing things differently kind of compounds that, yeah, doing things differently compounds that things are off, things are wrong. But I think that the added sense of safety overrides that. And then over time, how long, I'm not an expert in this, but I would, I would encourage sooner rather than later, over time, you eventually let kids be on their own again, you're you're letting kit you're let you're, you're, you you know limit the police presence again. You bring it back down to quote unquote normal levels again. You let kids be on their own. You can't shadow twenty four seven. But I think right now I'm fine with it. And I go back to what I had a chance to talk to Heather from Embark, and she was she was not just in the Chippewa Falls School District today with the emotional support dogs, but she was in Lily Peters's class. And those kids are going through a range of emotions right now. There's sadness. There is probably just an overall sense of, of, of stunness, if you will. And there's not much with it. You know, we, 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 we mentioned it uh, in what we were promoting for this program today. No hyperbole. There, there's, you know, there, there, is no, there is no story outside of just talking through what you're thinking right now. Uh, there's no leads that we can talk about. There, there's, there's, there's nobody to, you can't chastise any decision that's been made in the last day. Uh, the story is what's right there, just kind of talking out the emotions. Now, by the time we talk to you again on Thursday, hopefully we have a little bit more. Maybe there are some leads 
uh, by then. But we'll have to wait. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure in the next few days, I think there was already a vigil. You're probably going to have some more uh, ceremonies and the like. My God, though, that poor, that poor community. You're just, what, four years removed from the Girl Scouts tragedy? Four years removed from that. And now you have, now you have this. Now you have this. So a, a stunning, just gut punch to our area, uh, the Lily Peters tragedy. And uh, what you do is you say a little prayer that answers come sooner rather than later for family members and for the community as a whole. And I don't think the story as we have it right now, there isn't anything that that was wrong. Obviously, the person that did this is wrong, but nothing wrong like i mean you let a kid go five blocks to and from another family member's home on a sunday night it seems rather secure seems should be rather should be safe there's nothing that, that i don't think there's anyone to blame right now the story as we have it right now there's no one to blame outside of the person who actually did this or the people who actually did this, and that's where we put our faith and our trust in the uh, the local law enforcement to get answers. And it's why I close this down by saying, sit this one out on social media. I would say 99% of what's been on social media has been people sending, you know, positive vibes and condolences and that sort of thing. But if you're anything other than that, uh, if you're anything like, you know, why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? Why don't they do X, Y, and Z? S sit it out. Just, 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 just sit it out. Uh, I know they've they've heavily promoted it, the tip line. If you have anything that you think could at all play a role in this, give them a call. You're not wasting anyone's time. You think you saw anything. You, you just saw some random person. You were driving downtown Chippewa Falls on Sunday. And you just saw some random person walking, didn't think anything of it, but they were the only ones on the street. Call it, call it to the police. You say, hey, I was driving, uh, I'm just throwing this out. I was driving and there was nobody else on, the, there was nobody else in downtown. I was going somewhere and I just saw a random person walking down the road. All right. They, they, they might not, they, they didn't look bad, nothing or anything like that. I just saw a random person walking down the road. You call that into the police. You know what the police then can do? They'll then go find any surveillance footage they can, and they'll try to track that person in it. More than likely, it will turn out to be nothing, but you never know. That is what, when they say, call with tips, that's the sort of thing they're hoping for. Obviously, if they <laughs> somebody calls and admits or whatever, you know, that'd be even better. But they're looking for anything that they can begin to track, okay? anything all right so it doesn't just have to be something that you think is very obvious towards this but that sort of thing helps out as well of course before we go uh, we we do have to talk about the one story that got pushed to the side uh it's amazing to think about it when you woke up on monday 
the big story, and I'll tell you, you know, the, 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 both TV stations were set for this to be the big story, was going to be the Sonnentag Center. A, a, a moment for our community, not just 10 years in the making, maybe 50 years in the making, the official groundbreaking of the Sonnentag Center would have been a major story. Instead, it kind of feels awkward to talk about it. The juxtaposition of those happy faces doing the press conference at roughly the same time the announcement was being made in Chippewa Falls that this was a homicide, you know, makes you feel a little awkward. Now, there's no, nobody was wrong at the university or anything like that. Nobody, nobody did anything wrong. The, 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 the Sonnentag Center Groundbreaking was planned for months leading into this. The old thing, and when you're looking for media attention, is you want to schedule things for, for a Monday. If you schedule things for a Monday, usually you're going to get top billing. And this story would have been top billing if not for the horrible tragedy in Chippewa Falls. I actually spoke to uh, Dan Schumacher, the athletic director, uh, on Monday night, and he said uh, to the people that were there at the Sonnentag Center, groundbreaking, uh, the two moments will be connected. You'll, you'll remember what was going on that day. Now, the Sonnentag Center will have its true moment in the future. The, the groundbreaking may have been muted a bit for the community. And I don't think anyone in that group is going to is going to challenge the decision news outlets made to reshift the focus to Chippewa Falls. The Sonnentag Center again will have its moment in the future. The, the 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 ribbon cutting and what have you. It's just one of those things that, if possible, they would have moved the ceremony if it was possible. But even if they known ahead of time that this was going to happen. Uh, logistically, it would have been difficult to do that. So unfortunate that we, we kind of lose what would have been an outstanding moment for our community, a celebratory moment. And instead, it becomes a rather sad moment, not even a rather, a very sad moment for our community, uh, what took place on Monday. Well, on Thursday, when we come back to you, uh, hopefully we'll have some other stuff to discuss. Uh, obviously, uh, we'll see if this story moves forward at all. Uh, if there are some leads or things of that nature, this is not a story that is necessarily going to go away quickly. The impact of this is going to remain stained uh, in Chippewa Falls for a while. Uh, how people move on from it will be interesting, but we will see uh, if there's any, any news from a suspect standpoint by the time we talk to you on Thursday. Uh, we'll pivot a bit ourselves on Thursday because there are other things to discuss. Uh, some happy things. Uh, the Eau Claire Marathon is coming up this weekend, a sign that spring is here despite the weather. Uh, you've got youth baseball firing up, I think, uh, an odd story uh, from a business owner on Water Street. Uh, the cavalier attitude that this individual had uh, operating, in essence, a drug house out of his business. Uh, we'll discuss that. Uh, on Thursday, Oker City Council, it's a council week. What uh, are they going to have? 
any big decisions there. There's been, you know, obviously, uh, people in the area have a chance to vote and express their opinion on where some relief dollars should go towards. We'll see if there is some discussion uh, from us on that, and we'll see what else pops up uh, as uh, as well. Well, that'll do it for uh, our uh, podcast today. Again, back with you on Thursday. Don't forget, all of our other shows are right here at Eau Claire Hometown Media. Lots of other great shows to take you through your day. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.